What's up, y'all? It's Zach. And it's Ade. You know what? Wait a minute. Why do we always do me first? Is that, what is that about? We didn't, we, you never go, hey, y'all, it's Ade. And then I go, it's Zach. Like, we always, we always do it like that. What's up with that? I don't know if that's true. I feel like I have gone first. I don't know. Because I do the countdown, so I expect that you do the... Well, yeah. You, yeah, I just... I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like if we're going to dismantle patriarchy, like, we need to dismantle it at every, you know what I'm saying? Every corner. I feel like you're just using that as, as an excuse to not go first. <laughs> Maybe it's because, like, like it's I I kind of want to, so when I walk around with people, that, like, in, in general, with my wife, with uh, women at my job, I open the door, and then uh-huh. I, I push, for, I encourage for them to go first. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like it just doesn't rub me right, because... It rubs me wrong, rather, because it's like, I feel like I'm walking through the door first. But anyway, it's okay. Listen, y'all, you're listening to Has Zach. anybody ever held the door for you, Zach? Uh, you know what? Uh, my coworkers on my current project, they are, they hold the door open and it's kind of awkward and they go, yeah, that's right, Zach, I'm open the door for you. And we laugh and then I walk through. Um, Wonderful. I was about to say, I'd open the door for you. I believe that. I, I believe you would. I believe you totally. would. Totally. Yeah. Um, well, look, for those of us listening in uh you are listening to zach and i on living corporate and today we have da, 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 more listener letters what's up sure do so it's interesting um it was like i feel like we've been asking for listener letters and now they're coming in really excited about that please continue to send them in we're gonna try to do at least two uh, per episode, like episodes that we do this, um, so and we're gonna we're trying to like churn through them, right, so we can get back to them, so that way y'all know that we're actually responding to y'all's notes because y'all do uh, be sending them in, and I feel bad, like some of these we've been sent on too long, <laughs> but so I feel bad, so we're gonna start actually being a little bit more, um, I don't want to use the word aggressive, intentional, right, and getting these back to y'all, so. All right. Well, go ahead. This first one I'm looking at, Ade, uh, I'm going to let you go ahead and ride on this one. And I, I may provide color commentary, but I feel like this is definitely a space that you would probably be better to speak in. Uh, I actually disagree. Um, I okay. think this is one that we should tag team okay. um, primarily because I, I've, I've never been in this dilemma before, at least. So I... I don't know that I have the full range of context and experience, but I think it would be good to to share this. Anyway, we're the the subject of today's listener letters. Uh, it's called "Bun in the Oven." All right, let's go. Um, it goes, "Hi Zach and Ade, thanks so much for this platform. I am dealing with a situation at work, and I'm not certain what to do." I work in a relatively conservative area and I'm pretty far from home. I've been in my industry for three years and in my current position for one. I'm used to working 60 to 80 hour weeks at work. I'm not alone in this. Most of my team tends to work long hours, but the pay is great and it's really rewarding work. Here's my problem. I recently discovered that I am pregnant. I do not have a long-term partner and I'm concerned about my ability to keep up with the pace at work and how my coworkers might react. What should I do here? Any advice welcome. Thanks again. Leah. Hmm. All right. So now why do you, what commentary or insight do you think I could add in this? I'm curious. What do you how do you think I could I could 
uh, <laughs> provide, what value could I add to this conversation as a man? Like you help me understand. And I you just, can, you can also I feel as though as someone who is more senior in their career, you might have more strategic ways of approaching this conversation. Um, then, then I might. You want to take a stab at it? Uh, okay, yeah. So you know, it's interesting. I've, of course, I've been in a variety of situations. I work with uh, folks all the time who get pregnant. I think what I've seen. I'm just going to talk about what I've observed that I've seen go well is people just being really open about kind of what's going on um, if they are pregnant. Uh, utilizing their resources so they talk to their leads they talk to hr they understand and like really explore their benefits um and then they just start making plans and saying okay well look you know i'm pregnant um and this is going to be i'm looking at my benefits so i can go on leave um this is my work plan up till then um talking and again like just kind of being transparent with your leadership about like hey because i'm pregnant my work schedule may need i need to adjust my work schedule in this way or that way um, you talk about the fact that you're used to working 68 hour, 60 to 80 hour weeks, like those things may need to shift or change um, if possible. But again, I think it's what I've seen is people who are really just open about it uh, because the last thing, of course, you want is stress. So the more things, the more things you can do to kind of de-stress the situation, the better. Um, and that's what I've seen. That's what I've seen work. That sounded like a lot. I don't know why you discounted yourself from the conversation, ensuring your knowledge to begin with. Um, yeah, I just have to fact check you right quick. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, Leah, first of all, thank you for writing in um, and congratulations on this new journey on which you're about to embark. Um, I think I would say first and foremost that you you wrote about a couple of different things here. Um, one, that you're in a conservative area. Two, that you're far from home. Three, that you're working really, really long hours. And four, that you're kind of doing this alone. Um, and I would say that all the more reason to um, find your allies and your sponsors and your mentors um, at work and disclosing to them as you as you feel comfortable the situation you're in. Um, two, it would be that you don't concern yourself with keeping up with the pace at work. Um, 60 to 80 hour weeks are great when you are not growing a whole other human being inside your body. Um, but those are the circumstances in which you find yourself. So I, I, I don't think that it's wise to put the expectation upon yourself that you'll be able to keep up with 60 to 80 hour weeks that's that's not even something that people who aren't pregnant want to do for a at a sustained pace for a very long time uh let alone someone who's literally sharing resources with another human being mm-hmm. um so don't put that pressure on yourself don't put that expectation on yourself um definitely be realistic with what you can and cannot handle and like zach was um, saying earlier, start figuring out what your work plans are, what um, your contingencies are, um, and have honest conversations with your le- leadership about what it's going to take from now till you know baby drop day um, for you to continue being fulfilled and content in your career, and also preparing for 
again, this new part of your life that you're going to have to deal with. So, Leah, the one thing that did concern me about this letter was that you you, you mentioned that you were concerned about how your coworkers might react. Um, I feel as though that is not something that should even pop up on your radar. Um, I hope that you feel supported at work, and if you do not, I think that it isn't that this would be the chief time to um, get some time on your on the calendar with your HR person. Um, or with your allies or with your mentors um, and get a sense of what it means um, to to split your time uh, or to start removing some things from, from your plate. Um, and it's okay to do that. It's okay to say, hey, I do not currently have capacity for this at this time. Um, and it's only, only going to get, my plate is only going to get fuller from henceforth. So how do we manage this in such a way as to ensure that I'm still having a a fulfilling career and, you know, not being worked to death. Um, Leah, take care of yourself. Zach, is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, I think the the other pieces that you said that you're, you know, you're by yourself, like you're far away from home. So, you know, maybe there's an opportunity. And again, every job is different. I know something something that I was told, especially coming into the consulting space, and I don't know if you're consulting or not, but um, coming into consulting, I think it applies to just jobs in general, but it's like, hey, look, you don't get what you don't ask for. And so I wonder if there's any opportunity for you to work remotely or in, on things, for you, like just for your for your whole working situation to change. I don't know the context of the role that you have at your job or you know how th- how much of that's dependent on you being in the office, but like even if like, you know, a couple, maybe a couple months, bef- even before you take a, you know official leave uh, for your baby, you could, you know, maybe there's an opportunity for you to work from home. Like, you know, like there's other things. So I guess kind of going back to what I said at the beginning, which is like just being really transparent with people that you trust, with your leadership um, so that you can have a plan. I think that's part of it is like being like, hey, just ask, like, you know, what options are there for me? What I would also network within your within your business. Right. There's I'm certain that there are other women at your job. Well, let me not say I'm certain. Perhaps there are. I was women. about to be like, mm, are there? Are, I'm you, certain, are, are you certain? Um, but there may be other people at your job who have been pregnant and had children and had to navigate. So it's worth like networking and asking around as well. So. That would be what I'd add, but no, I think what you said is super spot on. I agree. And uh, sort of to pick up on that as well, um, if there are any employee resource groups at your um, firm, at your company for um, women, I would certainly look into that. Um, I just realized I didn't even like finish my, my train of thought with the whole mentors and et cetera. But also look in, look into what support looks like after you give birth as well, mm, um, because again you're going at this alone. So that means that you're going to have to figure out what childcare looks like. You're going to have to figure out what. Um, see, I don't even have a child, so I don't know um, all the things. All the things. <laughs> um, but postpartum care. Um, shoot. I'm ill-equipped for this conversation, but you know, finding out what it means to to be both the career woman and um, a mom—that's 
a whole conversation in and of itself, a whole exploration process. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more resources, the more conversations, and the more people you have around you who are able to support you in that exploration process, who are able to point you at the resources that you need and who are able to say, look, I don't know, but I'm going to find out for you. Um, that's that's the environment that you need. That's, support, that's the support that you need. And I hope that you're going to get that. Um, and if you do not, I, I am hoping that you're able to find a space in which you can be both. Um, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, I, I read this post on Fishbowl. It just occurred to me. I read this post on Fishbowl a couple of weeks ago um, about this uh, senior consultant who um, had just given birth. And um, her team was already emailing her work to do. And she still has six weeks of leave left. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ever feel pressured to take time away from your baby for your job. Because your job will still be there. And should they ever find reason to fire you. And on- honestly, if you live in um, a state that doesn't require reason then you're SOL anyway so I, I I strongly advocate that you when you do take time off work be present entirely um, and let them figure it out right no offense but uh, ABC Corporation will be just fine without you um, and you're not going to get the hours and the days and the weeks after you first give birth back just to just feel like yourself again to bond with this new human to um breathe you're not going to be able to sleep for a little while per my sister um so just being able to enjoy step into the fullness of that experience um do not worry about the 60 to 80 hour weeks that are waiting on you whatever it is that you left behind um in your absence because everybody else is getting paid for that like they're they're getting paid to ensure that there is no lapse in the work that that goes on so Mm. i wouldn't worry about that yeah that's a good point that's a good point for everybody i think a lot of times we we can think that like if we don't do something the whole world's gonna stop it's like "Mm." Yeah, it's a big company like even if it's not a big company you're not the CEO like there's other people around they get paid to help and be thoughtful and strategic on how to solve a problem like you know what I'm saying it's, it's gonna be okay it's navigable listen just take the break it's okay to say you know what I am a human being and I have a life outside of this and I'm not particularly interested in splitting my attention or my time with something that's not this like this is the most important thing to me right now you can keep the job yeah it's okay to say that straight up it is. okay well uh leah uh congratulations as well i apologize i did not say that in my little initial response but <laughs> congratulations <laughs> congratulations from the uh living corporate fam uh, we should have a living corporate onesie made listen all right once yes i actually i think that's a really cute idea <laughs> I just I question like if we're if we're big enough, but I would like to make one. If we get big enough and we start making like baby merch, we have we have arrived. Officially made it. We've made it, we Mama. We made it. Baby merch, not even just regular people. Baby merch. What? Anyway, That's one can only dream. Um, the <laughs> next letter uh, comes from 
Oh, here we go. Jamal. Oh. Not hating on you. I'm not hating on Jamal. Why did you do that? Nope. Now we're gonna have the <laughs> now we're gonna have to have a conversation about that. It's just like it's just so no, it's just funny, man. It's tough. It's tough out here, like just the way that, you know, internalized depression is set up. Like, you know, we even I see certain names and I'm like, Oh, okay. And it's crazy. We're gonna have to unpack that. <laughs> we do. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about it in an episode about respectability politics, right? Because no, I'm just laughing at the name. I'm laughing at the name Jamal because it's just it's so stereotypically black. And I in love the context of the conversation that he's trying to have. And in the context of this conversation he's trying mm-hmm. to have. It's just <laughs> it's just all funny to me. Anyway, so look, Jamal, no hate on your name. My name is Zachary. My mom ma- named me that very strategically. I show up very well on resumes. Um, you so should you should also say your middle name. Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I just also want to um, say that 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 was the only like American name for the very long for like a very very long time. Any time I ever thought about if I ever have children, what would I name them? That was the only like Zachary. At least no 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 Sinclair. That was oh. the only non Yoruba name that I ever thought of, and it was because of Upton Sinclair. Sinclair Sinclair right. is a dope name though. It's a very beautiful name. And then somebody was like, okay, but then they'll nickname your child Sin. And That's true. Call him Sinny. <laughs> Even worse. I know, Even right? worse. It's just ridiculous. Thank you so it's much kid. for ruining this name for me, Sinclair. All right, yeah. let's move forward. <laughs> nah, kids are so mean. Anyway, that's another time. Another subject for another time. So, uh, this, so this letter is from Jamal. Subject line, finding the right words. Finding the right words. LC fam. I'm a new hire and my team is very casual. Like they use slang and don't even talk. Do not talk very proper at all. They use more slang than I do outside of work. Maybe I'm old school, but I speak fairly properly at work to the point where I'm noticing I'm alienating my team. They'll say things like, Hey, loosen up. I really don't know how, (laughs) but I don't really know how I didn't even know it was a problem until I got here. What advice would you give me to help me adjust? Thanks, Jamal. Oh, Jamal. 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 Wow. Um, First of all, my apologies for. I just jumped right into that. Zach, is it all right if I go? Go ahead. (laughs) I am so sorry. I am not laughing at you, Jamal. I am tickled by the situation that you find yourself in. in, (sighs) My apologies. I do not mean to be dismissive of the situation in which you find yourself. I am not um, minimizing um, your feelings. I just, I simply do find it humorous. Okay, so Jamal, I want to know um, precisely what is said. You know, I, I don't, I do think that, and I we've said this before on this podcast, that, um, and Jamal, I'm assuming you're black because I've never met a white Jamal. Um, but if we meet a white Jamal, he's coming on the show. I don't care what he does. If we meet a white Jamal, if it is a white Jamal, hey, if you're listening to this and you are white and your name is Jamal, email us and you will be on the show. I have never met a white Jamal. I've met a white Jerome. I've met a white Terrell. I, I I have actually met a white Jerome. I used to date a white Jerome. That may have been too much information for this podcast. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> JJ, do not cut that. <laughs> JJ? JJ. Is he, was he a Kappa? Do me 
Oh my god. Let's <laughs> We can discuss this offline. All right. <clears throat> I feel like I feel like a white I feel like a white Jerome has a cold shimmy. Uh, can we can we go? Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um Jamal, again, I am so sorry. We we are acting like plum fools right now. Um first and foremost again, thank you for for writing in. Uh secondly, I I feel like I need a little bit more context. Um what did it what is it that makes you feel like you're alienating your team like it's one thing for your your team i just have so many questions um one i feel like there's a a context necessary right if you work in an ad agency the culture or in a startup the culture is not going to be as formal as if you worked in a bank um and that is not to say that you need to change the essence of who you are to fit into uh the context of your team but i do think that it makes you more noticeable um when you don't fit into the context of your team now that said there are fully ways that you can be who you are at work um not change a, an iota of who you are at work see you got me using <laughs> anyway, changing not changing the context of who you are, um but also making more of an effort to be more accessible to your to your team members. We've had this conversation before on um on an old episode where we were saying that um <clears throat> people don't trust who they don't know. Um if if you are inaccessible to your team members it's harder for them to um trust you feel like they know you go to bat for you in the same way that they would for other members of their team regardless of how amazing you are and i i don't think that that is necessarily fair because if you are a perfect coworker you just don't pop up at um happy hours with the other coworkers simply because you don't drink um there there's no reason why that should have an effect on your on career trajectory. I do also think that um there are other ways in which you can make people more comfortable with you without necessarily feeling out of place or like you're faking it. Um I think that you can if you are a coffee drinker, you could invite invite people out um for coffee. to walk out for an afternoon coffee with you or um coffee or bring pictures of your family to put put up in your workspace um or taking an interest in your coworkers asking them questions about themselves um so that you can listen to them use their slang and having a full conversation with them because if that is not who you are I wouldn't fake it I and I I don't think that you should have to in order to make anybody else comfortable I do think that there are ways and strategies that you could employ to simply get to know your coworkers um so that it's simply a part of who you are Jamal that you say I would not like to go to breakfast with you instead of nah I'm straight. You see what I'm saying? Does that make sense, Zach? It does make sense. And I I, I do I do think more context is needed and I recognize now you're trying to get in all the details or whatever. Um but 
some it's 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 a challenge especially like and i I can really relate to this letter that's why i was also kind of laughing once because just because um recently i've been getting feedback that like i'm too you know that basically not even too formal but it's just like okay i'm getting lost in what you're saying right and so what i have to challenge and i have to question is okay how much of this is really me needing to adjust how i speak because i'm almost 30 years old and up to this point in my life, I've been told that I'm a good communicator. Like that's one of the one of my strengths. So how much of this is things I need to change? How much of this is like just personal style and like maybe what you're not used to? And then how much of this is just like you just might maybe not being comfortable. Like maybe just maybe something about me makes you uncomfortable. And there's like some unconscious biases there. Right. Like those are all those are all things that are real. And, you know, when I think about. When I think about being at work and someone telling you to loosen up, it's like, okay, well, if you're communicating and kind of getting the message across and you, or if you're, you know, you're just saying what it is and they're still not really hearing you, then talking to someone you trust right outside of that team and being like, Hey, look, this is feedback I've gotten. This is what I've been trying to do. You know, what do you think? Right? Like getting some outside feedback, I think is going to be really important because what you don't want to do is feel like you're having to, I think like to Adi's point, like change your entire self. Like, like you're trying to like rebuild yourself. Like you're enough. Like I'm, I imagine that you know how to put words together. So it's, it might just be about making like some small tweaks and adjustments, but at the same time, I think kind of trusting your gut as well and knowing who you are and then just kind of leaning into that. I think uh, the other, the other point I made, which I really like is like getting to know people, and just kind of like building those relationships and then letting them see you as comfortable as you are, let them see you. But yeah, like that's what I would do. And in that way, when they, when they talk to you and you say, yes, Hey, I'd, I'd rather not, they don't go, Oh, here you go again. Or maybe they do, but they've seen you and you're, they've seen you be consistent. So they know you're not putting on some type of, you know, air. That's my take. Right. And I do think that it's important that you separate who you are at work from who you are in general. Um, And it's okay to not, it's okay to not want there to be an overlap. That's not to say that you have to hide yourself or lie or be unfriendly. Um, and again, that's part of where this context that we're asking for comes in because it's difficult to tell from this um, from this letter um, whether the issue is that your coworkers don't feel as though they know you, um, and that it comes out in them saying that you need to loosen up, or that. Um, that, that you are too straight-laced or if the issue is that you're not a culture fit um, for whatever reason. Um, and and I, I hate that phrase, culture fit, because it's been used so so frequently to exclude people of color. Um, but again, some context is needed here, Jamal. Um, I, hope, I hope this conversation that we had helped. Um, and if it did not, if you'd like to write in to to further explain what's going on, we would love to have you. We'd love to hear some more from you. And if not, um, 
we hope that you get more comfortable whether it is at this job or a next one um it's okay to be like you know what i'm gonna take me in my suit and tie onto somewhere where we're respected um i think i'm i'm perpetuating that breakup with him <laughs> you are you are you know something like, I, I think i've said that about every single letter so far you have and i'm like okay i mean everybody not going to just pack up and leave a job i mean it, you know we Look, do, people do though people leave people find new jobs i don't think this is what he's talking i don't think he's well, i don't, and, I don't and, feel like this is the answer on this one though no i don't i don't think that it is either oh, okay. i am saying that it's okay if you feel like you don't want to and you want to just kind of pick up your things and go um the reason I say that is is largely because um, you're a new hire, so I feel as though if they're trying to make you comfortable, singling you out is not the way to do that. And that's that may not be what they're doing. I fully admit that this letter is a little light on the details, etc. I'm just trying to address the full breadth of the experience that Jamal might be having. Since you're a new hire, it might be that they're trying to explain to you what the culture is without necessarily being the most obvious about it um because i know for a fact that i've like what i've walked into a job in a full suit and uh the director was wearing jeans yeah that happened to me recently like i came i came to work and i was wearing like slacks and a blazer and it was like do you ever wear those slacks again like it's super (laughs) casual you know what i'm saying it was funny Um, right and i got mad love for him too he's funny he's a nice guy um, it was just super funny, and I was, and I wore a blazer. He does he wasn't super happy about the blazer, but the blazer has grown on him. I think he was like, "You got it. You have to take the slacks off." Like he's like, "I'm a I'm gonna kind of give you a little bit of a time about the blazer for a couple weeks, and then I'm gonna let you." But but you got but you got to wear jeans, and so I got some uh, you know got some designer jeans. Anyway, we're on a tangent now, but my, anyway, <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. I yeah. So I'm I'm really honestly just trying to address the entire range of experience that might be going on here it's entirely possible that they're well in and they need to relax and 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 let you be who you are it's entirely possible they are trying to say hey hey you know what a three-piece suit is not necessarily the way to go here mm-hmm. um and they might also be saying that you're not a culture fit for whatever other reason um Either way, I would like for Jamal to feel comfortable in owning um, his experiences and in saying that, hey, I'm cool with this or hey, I'm not cool with this. And either way, your life is yours, your career is yours, and you are able to make whatever decision you feel is necessary for your own growth and comfort. That's real. That's that's real. I got I to gotta snap on that. Thank you, friend. You're welcome. Um, you know something interesting. We're saying these people's real names, and I wonder should we not? Should we? Mm, you know what? I need to do this whole thing over. I don't know. You know. I I feel like if they had wanted us to like bleep their names out or give them different names, they'd have said so. I agree. But if you do write in, um, and you prefer, and there are a bunch of Jamal's out in the universe, so it's I don't I don't expect. Lot, there's a lot of Jamal's. You're right. 
So um, <laughs> if you do write in and you'd prefer that we do not say your actual names or the names with which you sign these letters because these are just the names that signed the letters. So they may have given us fake names in the first place. That's Plot real. twist. Um, but if you, if you do prefer that we don't say your names, please let us know that. And we will do our best to, to find a repository of fake names to, uh, to substitute. There we go. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like that cleanup. Thank you, Ade. Uh, it'd be so funny. What if like someone gave a fake name? We go, uh, you know, we don't really, you know, we're not going to say this name. And then we gave, we give a fake name. But the <laughs> fake name is their actual name. Whoa. <laughs> uh, the universe really just needed you to say this with your chest then because yes. the odds of that. That's tough. That's tough, tough. If you write in here, please know that I'm giving all of you your by names. Straight up. Um, okay, so <laughs> all Yoruba names, really? All of them. I like that. That's a I, really might, I mean, I might throw in an Edo name in there or an Igbo name, but mm-hmm. cultural like, 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 oh, like Oshioke. That'd be dope. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, we're going to have to coach you too. <laughs> I actually know Oshioke. That's why that's so funny to me. Goodness gracious. It, it was just the way that you pronounced that. I know. No, no. I got to do better. I have to. I need to grow. There's some, there's some, there's some uh, opportunities. There, there are way too many Africans in your life. There's so many. There's so many Africans. Shout out to all my real Africans out there. Just. But, um, but yeah. Okay. Well, look here. It's been. Okay. How, how we got? About 30 minutes. Okay. Not doing too bad. Look, that's two listener letters. I feel like let's go ahead. Let's do a favorite thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then let's get on up out of here. How, do, how does that sound? All right. That sounds good. All right. What's your favorite things? I, I do have one. Okay. Then you go ahead. All right. Cool. So, my favorite thing is actually this video, this music video by this artist named Russ. All right. And we're done. Thank you. Oh, no. You don't thing. like the video? I'm just being a hater. Go oh, ahead. Okay. I love this video. It's fire. So, so I open up the video because I, I love music. For those who don't know, like my background before I changed my major was music. Um, and so I love music. Like I'm really passionate about it. Right. And so I just, I'll listen to I'll listen to really any genre. Um, so anyway, I'm on YouTube. Like uh, billions of others on this planet. And I open up a video and there's like this beautiful, I mean, beautiful black woman. Like very, very dark, very dark skin. And I was like, man, this is incredible. And like the lighting was great. Like, cause I, I'm also like, I'm also really into photography and videography. So I'm looking at the lighting. I'm looking at the way I'm just looking at like everything, like the color palette. I'm like, wow, these are the prettiest black people. Like on it, just on it for this to be just a regular music video. This isn't like black Panther. This is like just a music video. I was like, wow, the color, the lighting on these, on the skin is so nice. So anyway, then the music starts playing and it's like, you know, it's like a, it's, it's a, it's an African song. Like it's kind of like African style. Uh, you help me, Ade. But it's, but it's. I'm going to let you flounder for a few seconds. No, it's fire though. So anyway, then this random dude, I guess his name is Russ. I don't really know. So young people help me out. This random, very like petite white man with very long hair is in like this really. Very, did you just call this girl man petite? I mean, he's like, he's at least, he's only like five one. It doesn't matter. He's like, and he looks very out of place. He's wearing like a jersey with like baggy jeans. And like everybody else around him is like, like Nigerian or Cameroonian or like, they are clearly like African, right? 
and 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 they're all dancing and like they're da- and they look great and he looks like super bummy and the juxtaposition was really interesting but it was a beautiful song you call this man bummy on his own music video you call him petite and bummy on if you go look at the video everybody looks super everybody looks so regal and i like but i like the fact that basically to me what i got from that was he was being himself right like i'm being myself i'm chilling he also had like some he also had like some some nigerian cuisine references in his song talking about Mix the jollof with the the suya. I said, "What?" It was crazy, and so I just really enjoyed the video. I really liked the fact that you had like this really. Apparently, after I did some research on the Wikipedia's, fairly popular on the Wikipedia's on the Wikipedia's, he's very popular, and like he he really like centered like he centered black identity and experience in the song, and then the guy who sang with him, Davido, 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 how do you say his name out there? I'm not doing this with you. <laughs> he is cold. He snapped on this song. I said, yo, this is a fire song. And so I sent it to Ade. I was like, yo, this is my favorite thing. Like the next time we talk about favorite things, I'm bringing this up. Yo, I love the video. And it's my favorite. Do you know what? I, I, I completely forgot about that. I had to go, but like I'm literally watching the video right now as you talk about it. I had to go back to the text to go see what this is. Um, I still can't believe you called this grown man petite. Um, Man, but yeah, on, it's just a little bit slight. If this, if the extra small fits, like I'm not trying to be mean. There's nothing wrong with being petite. Everything you can, you can find. You are anything. six three. Everybody is smaller than you. I'm six be two. Tight. First of all, um, but yeah, I think I wish I was six three. Man, that'd be great. I'm like six one and a half, almost six two. If I was like six three, what? If I was six three with a beard, that's gonna be my next. Okay, everything so is now you're, you're only like nine inches taller than me instead of twelve. Great. Okay. <laughs> but no. So hey. So why are you why are you hating on the video? Do you not like the video? I'm not. I'm not hating on the video. Actually, um, I just hadn't seen it. Um, but I heard a bunch of people like talking about it and how amazing it was. Um, but I hadn't seen it yet, so I'm just kind of like, oh, God, I don't have anything to add to this conversation. And then you started the conversation about this calling the man petite, and I had to go look. They got your attention, all right. See, there you go. I cannot. Okay. But what do you think? So you're looking at it like, well, how do you, is it, is it not dope or is it not dope? Well, I haven't actually heard the song accompanying it, accompanying it, but, um, yeah, it looks like a ton of fun. But don't the people, don't the people look beautiful? All my friends would be at. I mean, yeah, of course. Wait, I think I just saw like a gay man in this. I'm saying, oh, see, see. No, they're doing it. it. It's no, they're no, it's dope. Okay, all right. Anyway, let's let's focus. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, so, what's my favorite thing? So, what's your favorite thing? My favorite thing. So, my favorite thing um, this week is um, a website called egghead.io. Um, hmm. I've been struggling with actually two favorite things because you know y'all know how I am. Um, Egghead.io is a website that has a bunch of lessons and tutorials um, for people who are learning programming and they're like super short videos which is great because if you have a short attention span like I do um, there's nothing in the world that's worse than signing up for sitting down for a two hour long tutorial it is so painful Um <clears throat> And the concepts are st- still as robust and 
you um, often get to like code along. So it's fun um, for me at least. And then the other thing, the my other favorite thing, um, it's the React training course. I, so I didn't tweet very often about it, but I went to earlier last week. I got the opportunity to go to um, React training. It was on Hooks specifically, but they essentially took us through the basics of React all the way through um, this new concept called hooks that uses use context and use effect etc which probably makes no sense to you right now but um i only got to go because i emailed um the team behind react training and i just asked them i was like i don't have a thousand dollars to drop on um training but i'd really like to come and they said go come on um and it, it's one of the things that I love the most about um, tech and tech spaces. It's that if you are, if you ask more often than not, somebody will try to find a way to make sure that you can get it. Um, at least the spaces that, and the people that I have met have been super generous and awesome with their time and are willing to help you um, learn and help you succeed. And so for people to just uh, go out of their way to, to support you simply because you say, hey, I'm a learner and I would like the opportunity to attend this training. Um, what can you do for me? And they go, okay, y'all come on over. Um, felt really good. And the training was amazing. And um, I am now using it. That's super dope. Um, to build a couple of apps with my friends. So I am, yeah, I'm, I'm super thankful for the tech community I'm thankful in particular for Ryan Florence and Michael Jackson his name is really Michael Jackson um and Daniel Lovell over at um Lovell over Lorvell at uh, React Training yeah love those guys you, you said you said his name is Michael Jackson it's really Michael Jackson does that not make you nervous because he might be so bad at his job alright well guys um <laughs> You just have you just have to get one in. All right, okay, all right, y'all. It was so awesome. Oh, goodness, thank you for listening. <laughs> oh, you're not even going to do your second favorite thing. You just that gotta... was my second favorite thing. Oh. My first thing was egghead.io. Oh, you, you know, you, you just weaved into the next one. I'm sorry. You're right. Go you, ahead. You were so you were so focused on your dad puns that you weren't even paying attention. To me. I was paying attention. You were not saying your active listening skills, Zachary. <laughs> Man, I, I had some other ones I was going to say. But I was like, dang, nah, because I want to, you know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to mess the bag up, the future bag, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, eh, let me go ahead and not. I'm tired of you. Not have a problematic, <laughs> problematic joke. Amazing, actually. Thank so, you. No, I believe it. I believe it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. You were <laughs> wrapping it up. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I caught Michael Jackson while he was on tour for once. Um, <laughs> all right. No, that was even worse. That was even worse than anything that you came up with. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that's it for us today, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us. Actually, I'm going to stop saying guys. It's not very inclusive. I'll be trying to say. I'm trying to tell you. We need to relax on all these, you know what I'm saying, gender, gender uh, limiting terms. You're right. Um, thanks for joining us, y'all. Uh, next time we will see you when's the next time we're gonna drop an episode Zach do you know I mean next Friday 
word. <laughs> we drop an episode been, every week, so I've been using a, a contextual, like weekly contextual um, language in this episode because mm. I said last week, and I didn't know mm. if it was actually going to be last week. By the time they hear this, oh, anyway, y'all, we're living corporate everywhere. We are on your LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, um, wherever you be at, we be at. So come check us out. Um, if you would like for us to read one of your letters, please send us an email on our Gmail. It's Living Corporate Pod Podcast. Oh gosh, yo! <laughs> <laughs> it is Living Corporate Podcast at Gmail dot com. You can also DM us on Twitter and Instagram. You don't know, but you're like seventy one episodes in. You talking about or seventy two? I don't know when this was going to drop. You talking about? Look. Uh, Goodness gracious! Yes, it's Living Corporate Podcast at Gmail. I, I, I had Living Corp po- Corporate Pod. On, you probably um, what you probably did. You was probably thinking about our Twitter. Yes, Living Corporate yes. underscore Pod. Yeah. That's the one. Uh huh. <laughs> I just I'm I'm not a terrible person. I'm just tired today, y'all. All right. Um, we are on the World Wide Web web yep. at corporate.com um, I got that one right that time. You did. Good job. Pats on the back. Pats on the back. Um, until next time, it's been our day. It's been Zach. Peace. Peace. Living Corporate is a podcast by Living Corporate LLC. Our logo was designed by David Dawkins. Our theme music was produced by Ken Brown. Additional music production by Antoine Franklin for Musical Elevation. Post-production is handled by Jeremy Jackson. Got a topic suggestion? Email us at livingcorporatepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and living-corporate.com. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.